Hi everybody who might be listening. Uh, this is Blood on Roses and this is another true crime podcast that leads you to discover and disclose multiple women's disappearances and unsolved murders. This alongside your host, Patti Castillo. Hello everyone, today we're going to be talking about the murder of Ambar Denis Cornejo. This is a case that happened in Chile and this is pretty recent actually, in just 2020 that it was solved. It's a solved case and the culprit or culprits got their sentence. So that's a little more positive. We're going into a um, more positive note than what um, than what happened in the last case. So there's that. And in this time, we're gonna be having two parts as well. The first one is gonna be talking about a little bit of context of who this person was and to understand better the case. And the second part is gonna be about, uh, as this case is solved, we're gonna be talking about what happened and how the investigators knew who did it. So let's get into it. Denise was known as a determined, extroverted, and friendly girl full of dreams. She was actually planning on becoming a cop as an investigative detective in Chile's department. She had a difficult home life with divorced parents, well, not exactly divorced, but more like separated. We're gonna be, we're gonna be getting into that later. She had a lot of pressure, and for a little context, her mom and dad had her as an unplanned pregnancy. Later on, when they realized they didn't actually click as a couple, they cut things off and went on their way. Amber's mom kept her, and years later she met another man with whom she had another baby, Amber's younger brother. Things unfortunately didn't work out for them as well, and they broke up, and she stayed single a single mom of two. These two kids, Ambar and her brother, stayed a lot, like a lot. They got in and out of, inst of an institute called Sename, which is um, an institution that in Chile that regulates kids being taken care of. They take them out of abusive or negligent parents and basically them being there meant that their mother wasn't good at taking care of them and attending their needs. Touching on this, there were a lot of reports of the mother being negligent and even reports of sexual abuse towards Ambar while in her, mo in her mother's care. That's why in 2013 her father came by and gained full custody of Ambar for a while, which came with its own difficulties. He had already established a new family and to top that, Denise, uh, Ambar's mom, never gave up on the custody, and honestly, he, she was pretty bitchy about the whole ordeal. She broke into their house, threw rocks at them at their windows, broke a window in one occasion, and all of this to try and win Amber's custody, which, like, 
What the hell? Who? Who are you? Who will you convince that ways? It's what I'm getting at. What the hell? Um, whatever. So, when the situation got more dire, to say the least, the dad couldn't handle it and instead passed legal custody to Denise's mom, Ambar's grandma, who eventually gave custody back to Denise. So, it was a good effort, but futile and useless at the end of the day. After all this drama, it's said that they became an actually pretty stable family. That is, until Denise once again met another partner, named Hugo Bustamante. Now, a little more context for Hugo. Um, he had, basically, in really short terms, he had a, an abusive dad with high expectations put upon him, and this, in cost, gives us an abusive and violent Hugo. So, there's that, and surprise, surprise, Amber didn't like him, and she told her mom as much. She, she told him, she told her multiple times. It was not a secret that Amber didn't like this new man her mother was seeing. Uh, sh they argued a lot about Hugo and how Denise shouldn't keep seeing him because he was bad and dangerous. We're gonna touch up on this later again. After a discussion with her mom about Hugo, again, Denise, Denise, the mom, leaves Amber alone in an apartment with only very little money to spend. As she's still a teenager and can't live alone, she goes to live with a neighbor named Maritza Garcia, who she cared about a lot, they loved each other a lot, and uh, Amber called Maritza Tia, aunt. Uh, that's when her life did a turnaround for the better. That is until the events of what happened transcurred. On July 29th of 2020, Ambar receives a call from her mom to go pick up some money. Money that um, her dad gave them like every month for her to have uh, because they were separated parents so he had to pay money to for Denise you know and Denise gave this money to Amber so Amber picks up she gets a call that she has to go pick up that money at uh, her mom and Hugo's house really early in the morning so she goes she tells Maritza as such and sends her dad a voicemail stating that thank you for lending me the money I'm going over there and I'll tell you whenever I receive mo the money from mom so the thing is she doesn't come back home and the calls that Maritza is sending are not entering the phone are not going through so Maritza puts, puts it down as a disappearance with the police the police I've often said that maybe she had run away because she was a 
a problematic teenager with a problematic past, but Maritza always stated that she had no reasons to run away. On the other hand, Denise, the mom, always stated that she she had a lot of reasons to run away, that she was really responsible and that she that's what must have happened and she always talked about this with a really calm face. Remember the sexual abuse when Amber was living with her mom? The first time. Before the whole ordeal with the custody? Yeah, well. It was one of her mom's partners who did it. Multiple times. Just to have in mind. There were, there were multiple abuses and police reports too. Reports which her mom always denied and basically started victim blaming Amber. We need to have this in mind to account for what type of mother Denise was to her. Anyways, the investigation continued and the search went on and on until there was evidence of Denise and Hugo's possible involvement in the disappearance. So those are the facts that happened and the context which we need to understand the next part of this case and to try to understand why did the things happen that way. So we're gonna leave it at that for the first part and I hope that you are interested still in listening to this because in the next, in part two, we're going to be talking about this evidence, this evidence that were found uh, pointing to Denise and Hugo. We're going to be talking more about Hugo's past, and we're going to be talking about how, what happened to Amber. So I hope to see you there. Bye.